This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. We're holding over here in middle, in towards the end of Pergang base, hopefully, and the big picture is, he, he's giving a big picture of the world. His main point is that the world is interwoven in a way uh, which is very similar to the interweaving of the um, of a human being, and now he's going to finish up with that marshal, and then he's going to go again into comparing it to Hakadosh um, Baruch in the world. Um, I, I think we're holding. We may have done this little paragraph, but whatever it is. You have in a person fixed features like the hands, the feet, the stomach, etc., and then you have um, general things. A, a person has different amounts of. He talks about the humors. We'll talk about the blood, the amount of oxygen. In other words, there's the fixed parts of a person and the variables. Kalechas arba. Again, that's the sheet. But the point is, there, there are things that that we we have various degrees of materials in us. So you have the celestial bodies, which are very fixed, and you have the variables in our world, which is a constant flux of different types of materials, earth and water, etc. And this whole arrangement of different, of flow of different amounts of different materials in us is what causes us to, um, to disintegrate. In other words, too much food, too little food, too much oxygen, too little oxygen, the variables are what affect us. Um, and it's, it's these variations and these, and these elements that, that cause the eventual disintegration of the world. In terms of digestion, um, there are four basic kochos in a person. That which draws outside elements into our body. Now, this is something I, I just want, I, again, all of these elements um, the, the, the vocabulary and the specific picture of it is obviously antiquated, but the points are, are very reasonable points. The idea that I can take an outside banana and somehow the banana becomes part of me requires a few steps. First of all, somewhere in my body, the banana has to be let into it, even when it's a stomach and then it the cells. There has to be something that will take outside elements in. Vamachsik and that which will um, will will hold it inside until it's fully digested. Hamakel, the one that takes it apart, the pieces that are that that we can actually absorb. Vadocha, and the and the force that eliminates um, products that are toxic, products that are waste, and so on. Ilahoya if they were controlled by a very, very 
a regulated, um, you know, something regulated by Seichel, where we could, we would know exactly what, you know, we would eat exactly what we have to eat, when we have to eat, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we, we would be um, we would be safe from spared many diseases. Um, that's, I think that stands as true today. <laughs> if we're able to eat using our seichel, um, I, I, we would be spared a lot of illness. I, I think that statement is, uh, is, is, has, has yet to be contested. But because there is no such thing, it's a pre-programmed routine, but it's not done with active thinking and weighing. And there is no, the digestive system has no seichel and deciding what it's doing. So a lot of um, a lot of bad things happen. The af afal pisha hoyehe makliba vayisan ba'omda amida sheyamoy. So even though um, the digestive system is that which allows us to live, it allows us to to, to bring in um, every little element that we need to live. It also is the, the way the system is set up is the cause for demise. Obiyaze kakorcha moshe derch moshel. If let's say we, we, we could only absorb into ourselves the things we need and are good for us, a person would be spared a lot of disease. A person takes in whatever, whatever gets into his mouth, gets into his body. And even though it's not Quite what it ought to be. You have um, different uh, these different fluids that are too hot, too cold. too thick, and so on. Too much. And that stops up the, the, the blood vessels. It becomes, and that's where disease sets in. So you get all these different diseases, scratching, and you know, so on. And so because of this, um, the, the uncont- because eating is a, is a mechanical routine, and it does not, and it's not capable of making on-the-spot decisions, we end up invariably of, of overeating, under-eating, eating what's not good, and so on. And that causes the things to disintegrate. So this is true about everything. And so so he says like this. He is the, the 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 point that he's coming with, the Nakuri is coming with is the comparison of the world in the macro world to Adam as the micro world. He says in the big world, nature is also um, a, a a a very, very complex system that is not really regulated in the sense that there's a clear what do we need now? how much wind, how much rain, how much fire, et cetera. There's a system that runs on its own, and therefore it brings us 
a rain, it brings us fresh air, it brings us um, sunlight. It also messes up. It brings us um, floods, droughts, um, uh, too strong winds, etc. So, so basically, he says, and, and this mushroom is going to keep continuing until Akadish Baruch to the world is like Adam, which is going to come soon. So basically, we have the same type of phenomena where Adam himself has a seichel that runs it and has a natural mechanical apparatus which keeps it going no matter what, and yet left alone to its own devices, messes up. Same thing with nature. Nature is something that keeps the world going, but because it's a mechanical device and as such not regulated, it creates a lot of mess and so on. When I said that the micro world is the big world and the, and, and the mini world is man, I, 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 didn't, I didn't mean it just because he's a little system. It's every, little, every animal, every little cell is also a little system. Um, you never heard anyone say I could say a donkey is also a little mini world. It, it, it's a self-contained unit that's extremely complex and active. But we don't use that comparison, the big world and the Hamar. We use Adam as a micro world. Why? The reason why Adam is compared to the macro world is because there's a center that is actually what directs it. In other words, there's a conscious seichel that is actually in charge of everything. Um, and that's the comparison to the big world, which is, is, is going to obviously draw the line to Akash Farhut. Um, but the point is, what makes the world, the, what we refer to as a macro and a micro world, specifically refers to this, that there's one point that everything comes and flows from, and that's the Koach HaMedaba, which is Seich Yuluni. Um, I want to... Um, I, I want to pause a minute and just describe this point over here. Um, he speaks about um, he speaks about the uh, um, the, the uh, this koach had medaber, which is sechle yumi of Adam. Um, I, I, I want to try, try explain something here. In general, we tend to have an issue with why the koach had dibur is the koach that is kind of so important by Adam. Um, the, the, you know, we, we would mark intelligence as, as, as that. Uh, there was, somebody wrote a sefer called a Dibur Vadeya. And somebody in Yeshiva, a cynic, was thumb browsing through it. And he says, he wishes the proportion was more, you know, with Deya and Dibur being in more equal proportion. The, the, um, the, 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 why is Kahadibur? So I, I want to explain this. And it's a point, this is a, a term that's used a lot. And, and Adam's guys, Medaba. Um, Dibur is what we would call conscious seichel, Lamashal. The brain is extremely active, even in a person's unconscious. There are many, many parts of the brain 
that are functioning, or else you know, medically the person is dead, and halachically, theoretically, he might be dead. If, you know, to, to, if it's nifsak, I guess if, if the if the if a person's brain stem is actually severed, Rav Shlomo Zalman writes, if if the brain, if you could if you could do um, a, a scan and show that the that the brain is actually cut off from the blood supply physically, then that would be halachically dead. But you're not allowed to do it. You can't take a person unconscious and put him for no reason to, into a cap skin just to determine if he's dead or not. That that's might be killing him. So. But, but it, the shot is, uh, the brain is, so the brain is always active. And yet we call a person not conscious. Um, and the answer is, to conscious means we, we need to have someone observing an image. Uh, taking things that are, um, taking things that strike the senses and giving it a conceptual description is an intelligent image. In other words, a baby also s- perceives images. You, you know, he feels things, he tastes things, he sees things. But intelligence goes hand in hand with him being able to sort of summon up those pictures and give some label to it. A dog might be frightening, a dog might be cute. There's some sort of conscious observation and, and tagging of something. So the koach dibur is not the actual ability to enunciate words. It's, it's not even articulating. It's as much as f- forming exceptional image. So when I see something and that image is in my brain, just whatever I saw, without me being able to make an observation about it, there's no koach ha-sichli there. When there is, so the koach dibri we refer to, that's, that's, the, that's the crown of a person, is the ability to form a conscious image of something. That's really what, re- what Dibur requires is an observation about something rather than just me flowing through that. A person is unconscious and, and you, you, you touch him with a pin or something, will wince. But, but there's nothing going through the brain saying, this is painful, you know, it hurts, I will wince. It, it, it comes with no attendant and that's why the person will not remember anything afterwards. Because because of that, so um, so so Adam's kochamedaber means that there's something in charge. Um, no other animal requires contemplation, thinking, um, or anything like that. It's pre-programmed. Which um, I guess this is becoming more and more description of contemporary society. But Al Kapanim in view he grabs whatever woman he finds when he feels like it. And as long as as whatever it is, appetite goes, it, it keeps going. It, 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 so first of all, it doesn't. He, he survives as long as long as the machine is going, it goes. Also, an animal does not need another animal. They're, they're, they are built to to um, sort of survive on their own. Now, it's true that there are animals like ants, like bees, etc., that form colonies and work together. But it also seems to be it almost seems to be 
you know, you have a queen bee in a district. It's not, it's also part of the instinct. It, it's not, a person can choose to live together, can choose to live apart. Um, it's because he decides we need to be together. Um, no human being or almost nobody has really the skills needed to survive. Um, the person knows how to grow food, does not know how to make clothing. The person knows how to make clothing, does not know how to fight a war. The person who knows how to fight a war does not know how to build a building. The, an animal has basically everything kind of built in. Some are stronger, some are weaker, but there's not the sharp distinction. And therefore, their association is yes or no. It's, 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 it, it, but a person is helpless. And even a person who likes to be a loner has to buy a pair of shoes from somebody, has to be able to ask somebody to come defend him, and, and so on. Omnam. A person could not survive. Now, this also requires, in order to live together, it requires speech, in the sense that there is a common, there's a mahalach and seichel and das that puts together. Um, so you need, and a society requires leadership. Um, and, and this, so it requires leadership, which will place every person in its place. Um, protection from weather needs much preparation, you know, housing, clothing, it needs thought about it, conscious thought to make a decision, what's the smart thing to do now? That's why a person has this seichel, and, and, and he, can, he can, if he chooses, to conduct his life with it. So that each and every part of the person does what's supposed to do. If a person were absent that faculty of intelligence, or what he calls he would perish. Yes, it's true. In other words, you, you, a person does not have das, can't survive just by his natural instincts and, and, and movements and etc. This is obviously men's most faculty. It is also something that is hidden. It's, it's, it's really a mystery. Um, it's something that cannot be understood the way we understand every other part of a person. Every part of a person is mechanical. You can reduce it to mechanism. You can show you where it is. I can, the, long, the more I will dissect a muscle, I will understand more and more how it works. I'm going to understand which chemical pushes what and what pulls where and so on. Um, um, so too in the Metsias, now that we see in a person, 
that a person is run by a conscious mind, and that conscious mind is vexing it. it it's it's not something we understand, and it's not something we, we, we today. It, it's more than that. We're barking up the wrong tree. Everyone understands that the human mind will never be understood through biochemistry. Biochemistry is the instrument that it's expressed by, and it's inst- and it's a platform fit. Just like a computer's program will never be understood by the hardware, and just telling me that this that 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 this command makes this electric pulse go through this wire, and and you know and change it, you know it from from negative to positive or whatever, it, it's 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 a correct description and it's necessary. It still doesn't describe the program. This human mind is not described. That's true by a person. This is true in the macro world. In others, now he's drawing that parallel. There's something beginning the process of movement. Which keeps imparting movement. And if a person were to be able to work to entertain the idea that this car would stop, everything would become bottled. And so the constant input of energy into the world is what sustains the world, and any and the minute it stops, the world ceases. That is a Baruch In other words, the point of connection to Baruch Hu is this infinite input of energy into the world. So the reason why we're appropriately labeled an Olam Cotton, which is a parallel to this Olam Gadol, is because we're an intellect system which comes to a, a, a point that requires input from something that's not part of the system. An animal is fine. It's, it's, it's entire system included in itself. It's like a wind-up toy. You wind it up and it runs around. It might do very interesting things. But, but it is what it is. It, everything about it is locked into the wires and to the springs and so on. It's only um, Adam that requires an input from something beyond, something that's not explicable. It, it's inexplicable from within the system. So to Akash to the world. So that's why there's a passage that describes the Kaddish Baruch Hu as the life force of the world, because it is very parallel. Now, I, I want to make a point about it. And again, I, 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 I like drawing parallels. It's not, I mean, the Rama could be dead wrong at these things. It's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. It's, this was what he saw. This was observed. This was the best and, and so on. But because there was a lot of seichel and a lot of real thought, it's, it's, it's Aristotle, it's Greek, it's, it's, I mean, some of these things, even though exactly how it's expressed is changed, but it's something that is, if you, if you, if you extract it, a lot of times there's, there's sort of truths that stand, withstand the test of time. And one of the big contradictions to existence of a world is what's called entropy, which is simply the following. We do have a law that conservation of matter and energy, matter and energy never become depleted. 
and it's matter becomes energy, energy can become matter, there's good formulas for it, and the world never loses anything or gains anything. So the question is, so why is it when, when I'm on the highway, I need gas? If, you know, if, this, if, if, if it stays eternal, the answer is everything degenerates to a point of unusable energy, which is heat that's dissipated and so on. So the, the real question is the world, everything in Mitzvah should become um, dead. That's the Mahalach. In other words, nothing becomes better. The Klal is everything degenerates. So just like when you have a library, the famous Marshall they always use, if you have a library and everything is Masudr, it will, it will become more and more um, um, disorganized and not, it, the, the, the arrow never goes towards organizing. If you walk into your teenage son's room, it never organizes itself by itself. It never was organized, and therefore it doesn't remain organized because that's the Metzius. It's, it, you know, if you take out things at random, you lose them, and same thing is true with energy. So, so that the world exists, and, and it's one of the puzzles that, so that, that, there are truths on it, but the direct to it, that we're one small bubble in a large, whatever. It, it's, it's a real test to that. The idea that things get better instead of worse don't, doesn't exist. And the fact that the world has a constant flow to it um, seems to indicate differently. One, two, one of the puzzles that have come out in the last few decades is that the world seems to be expanding at an increased rate. That, that, that has no, there has no Havana. There's nothing in the world that, that once you push it, um, will keep increasing its acceleration. It will, that's, that, you know, that's, that, that we believe the acceleration needs an input of energy. So um, that's a big puzzle and we have a name for it. It's called dark energy, which sounds like it's something we know about. All it means is that which we don't know and understand why the world is, is increasing, why its energy is increasing its input. Whether that's the answer, whether that's, that's the final stage, I don't know, but I'm saying those things still exist to some degree. Now he has three caveats, which are very important to him. Again, the Rambam is always making sure we don't make a Baruch into something, um, into something Megushim, and these are very important caveats to him. V'da, ki zeh adim ha-shmino o'ilom v'chlolo be'ish mi'bnei adam, lo yeschalak b'dom ha-shedechan ha-shedvar. There are three major important differences. Ha'echad men, she'eva reishko ba'chaim she'sholei v'ikavot elas be'ivar sh'as yodoi, the first thing is, even in a person, for instance, we have a brain, you call it a heart, which leads, which, which pumps energy, pumps seichon das. So there certainly is a flow in one direction, but there is a symbiotic flow. The heart needs the liver, the kidneys, the lungs. Everything is, the, there is no such thing as an independent um, force um, running the body, it's dependent. But in terms of the macro picture, each level, he, from to the, to the, to the spheres, to the physical world, all it's a one directional flow. It's a, it's, and that's why it's called 
It's unilateral, it's unidirectional. There is nothing coming back. So the heart pumps lots of blood and the body owes its life to the heart, but the heart needs the lungs, needs the, the kidneys to it, and so on. Physically, it's located in the middle. Surrounded by all the other varim. The, the, the anatomical reason for it is you want it very protected. So the general does not stand on the front line. He stands in the most protected place. So the one who's running everything is the, 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 the um, government is in the middle of things and it's, it's in the middle of a place and surrounded. You want to put as many walls around as you can. But, but the world, it's the opposite. It's Akadosh Baruch Hu is the outer ring, so to speak, and so on. It, it is no, you know, no threat. Nothing affects that outer ring. There is one part of a person that has a bit of a dimion. The head is the highest part of the body, and that's a, a leadership function. And everything, the further it goes from the head, the less harsh of it is. The closer we get to the center, the more Megushim it is. So the, the, the more refined, the better is the outside, and it slowly becomes more and more the as move inside. Those are two nafkimines. And the third one, which is very important, this Korachamadaber, even though it's it's something beyond the goof, even though we said, so let's go back to the much with a computer and a program. Um, the the computer the hardware of the computer does not explain the program. The program is something beyond that. But there ain't no computer programs without a computer. You can sit and write code as much as you want. If there's no computer, th- that code is is meaningless. It, it, it it's it's not it's it, it means nothing. The Koch HaMedaba exists in conjunction with the body. That's not true. So is distinct from the world, not dependent on the world, and that's why the formulations and the nature of that Nature is God, or, or something like that, which on the surface it sounds um, kind of religious. This is Spinoza's formulation that all of nature is God. Um, really, really means that if you get if you get rid of nature, there's no such thing as God. The way there's no such thing as a computer program if there were no computers in the world. God is above nature. Maybe he's the, he's the system that 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 keep that that describes nature, but it it is of it has no self existence, which is kfir. It's basically reducing a to a goof. But that 
What we could use as a marshal is the seichel haniknel adam. So he says, I could use a better marshal a little bit. Let's talk a minute about this. This is this was a very again this was a Greek formula. Um, I have I have a cognitive faculty which is so again let's go back to the marshal computer program. I have the hardware. I have the software. Now. I, I introduce data into that software, and that data is such and such is happening now. How should I respond? And I respond this way, and now the other way. That extraneous material that has become part of my conscious is really that is distinct of it, and that exists on its own. So the ideas, the, the truths, and the ideas that my seichel grasps with the hardware and the software is what's called Seichel Hanikne. I've used my hardware and my in, inborn um, axioms to grasp something. And the things that I grasp are outside of me and should remain beyond me. So that muscle is not a Korach Beguf. When, when, when a person dies, a triangle still remains 180 degrees. <laughs> But he says it's a very it's it's an it's something that's not so posh. It's something there's a lot of room for back and forth on it. And it's hard to pin it down and prove it. This was a, this was by the way the Greek idea, Plato's idea of of uh, In other words, because the things that you've studied and understood the truths that you've studied and acquired. They're you, because in my head now, a triangle is 180 degrees. So that, that's an idea that's in me. After Mayavestrim, that still remains. So I still remain. Um, it doesn't sound very reassuring. Um, we, we certainly would hope more than that remains of us. But Al Kapanim, that was the that was the idea that they had. So he said, I don't, I'm not, I'm not writing this because I don't think it's not it's not something that's so proven, so accepted. Even though I think they're true, there have a lot of issues with it. A lot of good arguments, a lot of a lot of um, challenges to it. I wanted to put down a picture that's clear and accepted. And the only people I want to write something so clear that the only two types of people will disagree with me. Im bar, an idiot who, who will deny anything. It's like someone will say, Well, I don't think every triangle is hundred degrees. So fine. If somebody if somebody's irrational, there's nothing I can do about it. Or somebody who's pre-biased. And he has his free ideas and he's not going to change. But for the person who really is into understanding, wants to understand what's right, and understands that this is absolutely clear what I'm saying. He's 
he can either choose to work out everything I've said with somebody who, who knows the logical proofs for all these things I've said. He says, or it's appropriate to accept it. Um, and this is, it, it, you know, when, when they teach you, you know, to challenge everything, th- that statement is um, a deceptive. That statement itself should be challenged, <laughs> pardon the pun. Um, there is a reason why you want to accept a large body of knowledge as given. You don't want to reinvent the wheel. So if a kid goes to school and he says, tells the teacher everything, I don't believe it until you prove it, he's basically will, 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 will not get anything out of it. Um, and, he's, and, he, and he'll be stuck with trying to reinvent the wheel. So we say to ourselves, things that are credible, widely accepted, seem to be on the surface good, I'll accept it as such. So he says, you can accept what I'm saying by working it out, no problem, go, go to the sources and go to people who can explain it. Or I'm giving you something which is a consensus that's very clear, very established, and it's appropriate. You know, take it for, and, on, on, on faith, faith and, and then work it out. So it's a pasuk um, from Eov, a person, you know, then after I'd give you all this, I'm going to get to the point that I'm going to be speaking about more specific things. I think we'll hold it here. I want, I mean, I, I, I'm, not going to be, I'm not going to be saying an av. I don't think it's smart to start Ayin Gimel um, for one week. So we'll hold it here till elements Hashem. Basically, in Ayin Gimel, he's going to set down. So right now, Ayin Beis, he sketched out a physical picture of the world, which to him is going to be the important basis of this other mechad. He already has, has shown you this direction is the place of Hashem. In Ayin Gimel, he is going to bring um, a dozen or so accepted axioms about what can and what can't be. And these are more logical sort of the philosophical axioms. He'll explain them at, at some length. And then he's going to use those to show the points he's making as well. Uh, remember, to, in the, Ram, to the Rambam, the, the physical reality of what he said, nine bays, and the um, cognitive reality, I guess, what's on Gimel is the same. It, it's a Metzias. And, and therefore, if you accept these, which is Aristotle, which are all Aristotelian and, and accepted, then you must accept X, Y, Z, the point I'm going to be making. That, that's his direction. That's his mahalach. Um, and again, most of, a lot of it is quite intuitive, but just that we're not used to a lot of the terms and stuff like that. So it's, it gets a little bit, um, you know, and, and it's also, it's a way we don't think so much, today, but it's, it's not, they're not, they're not uh, out of the range of understanding. They're not. Okay, good. So Chabis and Metz Hashem, uh, I'll, I'll send a notice for an L.